world, easy world, your man Ant Boogie. Don't worry about the name, get used to the voice. And it is another episode of Keeping the Towel. Thank you so much for moving, rocking, and vibing with me again. Good people, this is my favorite time of the year. Besides Thanksgiving, besides my birthday, this is another part of my favorite time of the year. And this is where I go ahead and do something a little bit different on this show. And that is the Why I Kept My Towel series, Father's Day edition. I get a chance to spit and sit down with some dope fathers who get to speak about their lives and their journey in fatherhood, the ups, the downs, and what in the world. With that being said, I've got another dope guest who's going to be in the mix with me. Yeah, y'all, as we get a chance to listen to his story about how he grew up and also his journey of fatherhood. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the 305 from Florida, my man, Mr. Warren Marlowe. Warren, what's going on, my man? How's it going, man? How's it going? It's yeah. Cool, I'm a I'm a diehard Miami Hurricane fan, but I, I I live in the 904. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, man. So, y'all, we're gonna get a chance to spit with Warren, and we're gonna go ahead and hear some of his stories, um, what he's dealt with in his life, and also his journey of fatherhood. So, Warren, this is what I need you to do. I want you to go ahead and make sure you have your hands wrapped, get your gloves on, get your mouthpiece in your mouth. And get your grind guard on. Get your way to the ring. And ladies and gentlemen, I need you to grab a seat. Get around the ring. It is your man, Ant Boogie and Warren. And this round, this sparring session has officially started. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, Warren. Let's go ahead and put this tape in the boombox. And rewind this back to 19 Zigga Zigga. Where did it all start with the genesis of Mr. Warren? Oh, man, this ain't the first spring I've been in. Let's just leave it that way. All right, so if anybody knows who I am, I am a guy that was born from a military household. If you look at me, you would probably look at me and go, man, this dude had to be in the Air Force. He had to be in the Marines or something. I'm sorry. I'm the only one in my family that looked like he could be in the military and never did it. Um, moved back and forth, obviously from military households. My dad fought and stuff for 20 years in the Navy. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to any men and women that yeah. fight for our freedom. Um, big, big driven on military, just overall. Um, basically family, you know, the basic life, you know, most military families, you know, they, they move a lot. There's going to be a lot of craziness as a kid. And if you have another sibling, you become a lot of an older adult than what you want to be. So if that nobody knows what I mean by that is, I had to be a very mature kid at a very, 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 very young age. Um, I had to basically help my mom raise my sister. So I had to raise her at uh, the age of five. Basically, I had to realize I was a role model to my sister at five years old, being the bigger person, being the man in the house at five years old. It, does some things to a kid, I will say that. Obviously, you know, not having my dad in my life for so long, I mean, it's based off of his job and stuff, but not being there, it was a, it, it took some different things for me, you know, where I see families that have like in and out families that have splits and stuff like that. I didn't have that, but I didn't have my dad in my life at the time. So I felt like I was more the stronger household and I, and I did promise myself when I become a dad, I would never do that to my child. Jock, high school, sports, whatever you want to see, you could probably Google it and probably something of Max Preps pop up about my basketball career. Had a very had a very nice run out of that, whatever. Made it to college, 
had a high school sweetheart. I'm sure everybody can figure out a story with that. If you watched any drama TV shows or anything <laughs> regarding sports, you know that something happens to make it where you don't dribble a ball or throw the football or catch a football or whatever analogy you need for sports. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right, folks. I got someone pregnant that was my high school sweetheart, and obviously you know the rest. At this young age, you mm-hmm. get this simple sentence. Three words. Warren. I'm pregnant. What went through your head at that young age when you heard that? <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. So we split for a long time. And then, like I said, I went to college. Um, first one that popped up was, uh, <laughs> sounds so bad. How you know it's me? <laughs> <laughs> like I was only home for like 30 days. So I'm just sitting like, this doesn't add up. Like you're now just saying this, like it's been a while. I just found out I made the college basketball team that I busted my ass off for repetitively for college, man. I'm telling you, alternating from a shooting guard to a point guard is the biggest different transition for basketball. Yes, it is. It is. Especially if someone wasn't really used to dribbling a ball, Mm -hmm. that was a hard task for me. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally got that moment, like how you said with the towel razor, like I finally succeeded. Come home, find out the girl I was messing with. Yeah, she's pregnant. Um, so you pulled the Mori on her. I mean, I couldn't really <laughs> fight it anymore. I mean, like I said, we weren't really fully together at the time. Mm-hmm. We were obviously, I had an intention like, oh, I'm going to break her heart, like how she broke mine a long time ago. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, that backfired apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we can say I pulled the Mari, but you know, Obviously, it built my family and her back together again. Like I said, from the beginning, I did not want my kid to ever feel like how I felt with my dad not in the picture. So I dropped everything. I told my coach, I said, I appreciate everything. And I told him I'm probably going back home. Shout out to Coach Oregon, man. He he freaking um, supported everything about it. The first time in my life, I felt like I failed something. If that makes any sense, especially with the basketball thing and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. that oh man, I pushed so much hard work in this. I've done all this and I was in a bitter stage for a little bit of it, but I understood at the same time, like, hey man, I got to own up to my actions. Right. And that's something like I really had to put it in a focus is like, okay, not going to be in college anymore. You know, the checks ain't going to be literally <laughs> paid from the school anymore. So it's like, you know, it was a different transition to come back. Uh, I went and got a job at a resort spot, actually. It was a, it was a seasonal job at first. It was a beach rental seasonal job. I was working that, that whole summer. I was making like eight eight fifteen an hour or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it was good. That was right. good money, actually. Right. So yeah. it was like, you know, yeah, we're speaking ancient. It feels like ancient mm-hmm. years now. When you hear about eight fifteen, oh, that was good pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that day. I remember those days. Man, so it was like 18, 8, 15 an hour. Uh, I worked from morning to night. I meant morning to like 4 o'clock. Or if I was on the night shift, you worked from obviously, I think it was like until 9 o'clock at night or something like that. But it was, I mean, it was gruesome. I mean, you got the sun on your face the whole time. You're literally in the sand pushing these umbrellas up and down the beach all day. Mm. It doesn't sound hard, but it is actually... <laughs> Rich people, they let you know about what their wants and needs on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it. I've seen it for myself when I sat in 
in the um on the beach and I sat next to a couple of them. You're like, man, y'all really cannot be satisfied for anything. So Warren, here it is, man. You had to make this big sacrifice because you have mm-hmm. now this responsibility. And I think this is something that was interesting that you brought up there because we don't hear about this with a lot of um, collegiate athletes when they have a child in the middle of their career. And mm-hmm. you said that you were kind of, well, you were bitter and, and all that stuff. Put me in that mm-hmm. headspace for that moment so that those who are listening, they have an understanding like what because it because, you know, there's the unsung stories of a lot of college athletes oh, yeah. who, who, you oh, know, yeah, had to definitely. stop football, I mean, who had to play ball because of that. Put us in that headspace you were in at the time. It was easier finding out by myself before I had to tell my dad. I'll tell you that right now. Um, my dad was very, very strict on me. Um, let's put it this way. I've had a scout look at me before and say, hey, man, your son did good. And I scored like 24 points. My dad would literally look at him and say he should have scored 40. Like, that's how my dad is. Wow. That's how my dad was always, which I respect it now because my dad really did build me up to be a tough individual. I mean, mm-hmm. this generation, they'll be like, oh, man, your dad's just flat out just been bullying you in the time. <laughs> I, I didn't see it that way. I felt like that was just a strengthening subject. I mean, it was a hard thing at times. But <laughs> so I told my dad, I was like, hey, dad, I made – I got good news and I got bad news. Dad goes, let me guess. You didn't make the team. I said, uh, depends on what team. And he was like, oh, so you made the basketball team. I'm hoping. And then he's like, please tell me you didn't make team dad. Literally, he said that before oh, I even finished wow. it. So, like, I had to just sit there and I'm like, and then he kind of assumed who it was. My mom figured it out as well. They 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 took it a little tough at first. Just like I said, man, we went through a lot of tough roads for me to get to where I was. And um, my parents actually got really excited at the same time because they've always said I was that person that built up to be a family man. I've always been a family man for a long time. It was It was a little tough at first because they knew who it was with. I did not really want to be in a relationship with that person. But my mom was like adamant, like if you're having a kid with her, you need to be with her. And I'm pretty sure we all know that analogies. And I feel like that's one of the peer pressure things. I don't want to sound really bad when I say it's a peer pressure thing, but that's the first obligation we feel like is, okay, we need to make this work because we're putting a baby into this picture. Like we have to be together to have this child. And I felt like that was my mindset for a while too, but I still just could not forgive her for what happened in our past. You know, like I said, in high school years, you know, after she was a senior and I was a junior, she graduated, you know, the stories on those things too. But it's like, you know, we found ourselves back together, you know, trying to make this thing work. It was good for like a, maybe a three or four months. It was it was tough at first too. I mean, we're just learning how to, you know, we just became mature adults. Now we're having to transition to be parents. Me being 20 something years old and her being, she just turned 21. 
um yeah so it was just like it was a different transition it was interesting learning experiences at times too but like i said man you you go through hoops and ladders i like to say when it regards you know dealing with a pregnant woman stuff like that you really realize who that person is at times i guess that's what we can say it was a interesting <laughs> chronicle levels of life I, I'll, I'll use that reference <laughs> right so warren you get the call get to the hospital because i'm about to pop and you get there and the bread comes out the oven they put this little baby 10 fingers 10 toes in your arms warren warren is now dad what what was Uh, this like my baby wasn't in my arms um my son came out not able to breathe for the first five four to five seconds they actually thought we lost him twice when he was first born but we uh, heard him finally cry after, I think it was like in a three or four minute mark. Um, Matthew had to go in the NICU for just things because obviously, because the first part, my kid's mom, she had a, a genetic a genetic thing and uh, we were worried that Matthew would get it. And um, he would have hard times breathing at times, especially when he was first born and stuff. So. Oh, it, I I wish I could have said you know I got to hold in my arms ten toes ten fingers stuff like that, but we didn't get to hold him until it was like almost a 10, 10, 15 that night that we got to hold him. But he was born. I always like to make this joke. We were watching MTV. Teen Mom came on instantly, <laughs> and guess what? Matthew decided to show up to the world. So I always make that joke. I said, how how convenient. My son gives birth. He's born right when Teen Mom out of all shows pops on. So that was an interesting (laughs) thing. He had to wait before you held him. And Mm -hmm. when you did, you did get a chance to hold Matthew. What was that like? I didn't want to put him down. I didn't want to put him down. I, I I felt so scared when I first held him just because it's so tiny, man. When you look at a baby, it's so crazy how you can just draw love instantly to something that's just brand new to you. And I mean, it's it's just so monumental. And I literally say this is the greatest thing that you, that you can give in life. And when I first had him in my arms, he looked just like me. Everybody looked at it and said, that is Warren's kid. Not even, no hesitation. The, the first time he just looked at you and you just literally go, I'm going to give you the world. I'm going to do whatever I can do to make you have a great life and stuff like that. And it does something to you instantly. I will definitely say it. This kid that was once on his back is now Crawling and trying to walk, trying to talk and all this stuff. What was that like? You're watching this little baby now maturing in different ways before your eyes. Matthew got diagnosed with NF at 12 months old because he had more than five birthmarks or whatever. And I think that's how they figured it out. Um, Matthew. And what is is NF exactly? uh, Neurofibromatosis. Um, it's basically, hate to say, it's kind of like a cancer thing, but it's not like it's a very harmful thing at a very young age. It could be obviously later down the roads. Just basically, he's going to have kind of like, like little bumps on him when he gets older and stuff. Matthew had a speech problem. He had a walking problem, stuff like this. Poor kid went through so much speech therapy, so many uh, physical therapies and stuff. 
but Matthew did excel at crawling at 12 months old. And like you just said, Matthew was giddying up, man. When he got out of that walker, finally he could just move. Matthew didn't turn back nothing. We had a townhome. So Matthew would try to climb up the stairs every single day if he could. And like just, and I mean, dude had some big legs for a little kid, man. Because like I said, he'd just try to climb all over the place. He'll wait for you up top because he wants you to come put him right back down so he can climb right back up it again, man. I tell people, man, if if Mount Everest can just be climbed just by crawling, Matthew would be the best crawler out there. It was definitely different. Obviously, me working, I got a job at the warehouse and I was making sixteen an hour instead of eight dollars. So that was a big upgrade hey, in the household. Huge one. I was working night shift, obviously, you know, three o'clock to whenever we're done. That, that could be four or five. I remember one time I didn't get off until eight in the morning and then I had to go right back that night. And I'd probably have like two hours of sleep because Matthew would know when his dad comes home. He wanted to be with his dad, you know, smile, look at me and stuff. It was always one of the coolest feelings. Like I said, man, if I was super tired, just holding him cured me, helped me felt really well. As much as attached as I was being home and trying to be a father, my kid's mom didn't like that lifestyle. Um, my, my kid's mom was wanting to be young again and, you know, feel like she needed to express herself, show up on Facebook and showing different pictures. And it's not like as a mom and a single, as a person that's supposed to be with somebody, should be treating stuff. I didn't really follow up on it for a long time because, like I said, man, I was working and I'm being a father. I'm I'm doing my obligation. I make sure I'm there for Matthew, whatever. And obviously, we were living together, but we weren't really necessarily together for a long time. It was just I felt like I needed to fake the happiness with a lot of it around my family and stuff. Mm. And that made a different transition. In that part where you had to fake the funk in our time that we're in now you got to put on the social media face smile and oh, yeah. couple goals and we we loving life and everything so now you come around the family and warren you can't upkeep this spurious way when does it finally crack you like yo i can't i can't fake this no more oh, there was like this little country place it was called cotton eye joe's or something in the area i remember there was some people always references and stuff like that they would talk about, you know I'm sitting there thinking a lot of my friends would tell me like, you know, if, some, if she was doing something wrong there, obviously I would be informed because I was known in the area. Everybody knows, oh, that's Warren's person, you know, that's the mother of his child and stuff like that. So I didn't really think of anything at first. I got a weird message on Facebook while I was at work that night. And I literally just got off work and I was like, hey, can you talk? I said, who's this? And, blah, blah, blah. and she sent, she told me that she saw my kid's mom at this bar, whatever, with another dude and showed me the picture to show proof. And I'm like, hmm, she's supposed to be at home watching my son. So I'm sitting there wondering, so who's watching my child? Uh, I go through my Snapchat and I see an old friend of mine. I since we graduated, my dad. This has been two years after we graduated. I'm sitting there seeing that my son is hanging out with her child, mm. and I'm thinking, okay. Not thinking of it at first, like okay, she went to the house and I guess met him, and they bonded over the kids. Women do that for some weird reason, but it worked. Sadly, man, this was like almost twelve o'clock in the morning, 
And I'm like, hey, is my son there? She's like, yeah, such and such brought him over and we hung out, whatever. And she asked if I wanted to watch her so she could, you know, just have a, a night to herself. She's like, do you want me to bring him home? He just woke up. And I'm like, and this doesn't sound normal for me to have a conversation with someone about my child. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, if you can, please do. So right when she brings him to my place, I see my kid's mom come out of someone's truck. And of course, the person that's watching my child is like, oh, wow, this is very weird. You know, I got my son picking up my son, holding him in my arms. I'm sitting there watching my kid's mom come out of this dude's truck. The only thing that saved that dude that night was my my kid in my arms. Not even going to lie about it. I was pissed. I mean, pissed ain't the word for it, but I'll go with that reference. I was enraged. Uh, it, it got, I had so many things in my head that night, voices in my head, you know, people that get these things and you feel like you just got betrayed and it was just like how do you do this to our son and and then i found out she messaged people randomly on facebook and that's how they that the person that watched my kid connected with her and i'm like so you literally just put up a facebook post some random person that you didn't know of you just knew that they knew me and asked if it was okay to watch our child while you go and do your thing whatever she put yeah. out a post and some yeah, oh person. yeah, what? oh yeah, yep. And I asked her. I said, "Did you know of her before this?" She said, "No, but she knew you, so I I didn't see a big problem with it." I said, "You randomly posted something on Facebook. Some random stranger's gonna be like, yeah, whatever." And we'd probably not even have our child, right? Mm. Like you're not thinking. Like you just wanted to do your intentions, whatever. Grant, yes, I'm pissed about the dude whatever and he had this weird smirk little, little goofy bastard actually I'm not even gonna sit here and be funny I'm not even gonna joke about it I would have ripped his neck and all over the damn place so it was whatever he would want but um like I said man when I had my kid I changed a lot I went from you know being the guy that literally just want to fight random people at times and it went from I realized that I had to be a mature person because I needed to be in my kid's life and some of the stuff that I had to encounter and stuff, I dealt with it because I wanted Matthew 24-7. I wanted Matthew with me at all times as much as I could. Um, but that was the stamping stone. I got sick of it. We had one vehicle together. Obviously, it was her tag, but it obviously was in my name. It was all that. She she would use that. Oh, it's my tag, whatever. I'm like, well, I can easily get that off. I mean, you're literally not working or anything. I'm literally covering everything up of everything in this place and you're sitting there doing what you were doing so you can stay here but you're going to help out with some things and i will stay at my parents and i will not have to ask you for my child i will tell you flat off the rip when i get off of work that morning whatever i'll be over here to hold him i said i can watch him through the weeks that i'm off that i'm off and you can have whatever you want but i said this is the only thing i ask have no man around my son none so i said i don't care what you do i don't want no guy around my child because i feel like that is not fair to me i mean for him at a young age he might not remember at the time but it's like you know it's just a respect thing you know what i mean Absolutely. like if you're gonna do your thing you do it when matthew's not around that's all i've asked and that's what really caused me to lose a lot of connections with the area that i was in for a while because i i just felt like i was betrayed by so many different people. I mean, even by a freaking family member out of all things, I don't want to say the person now because obviously we're good, but I mean, it, it, I just felt very betrayed. I felt like I was 
you know that reference like how you felt like you're junk like you have no battle against this or something like yeah. that it's like it like the rug just got swept under your foot and you and you never could have expected this like i felt like that because i could have stopped this a long time ago if someone would just say hey man this is what she's doing on cotton eye joe's this is what she's doing here okay you tell me all right it's gonna stop I won't have to worry about this anymore because I'll make sure she stays home. I'll make sure she ain't got to worry about all this. I'll, I'll tell people whoever she's messaging, hey, disregard that. You're not you're not watching my child. No, my kids already special needs as it is. I don't need him just pawned off to other people just because someone needs to go have a, a, a girl's night or whatever. Like, I did not believe in that. The first time I ever let her do that because I knew for a fact, you know, someone needs to get out. I mean, I'm working, whatever. I have my little time. And I said, you know what? I knew the girls that she was hanging out with and they were all in relationships. I said, just go hang out with them and, you know, have fun. They were very safe with their relationships, but apparently mine was the one that was messing around doing whatever she wanted to do. And they felt like I wouldn't believe them at the time, I guess. Um, I moved in with my parents and she got the place. I'm thinking that's paying child support. I mean, I'm paying way more than child support if you think about it. I'm paying the rent, I'm paying the light bill and stuff. I'm basically, I'm still low on money just because I'm covering for them. And it's sad because I'm not even living there, you know what I mean? So like, why am I having to deal with all this if you're at the place? Like you're getting all this luxury stuff for basically free. And I felt like I was being cheated out of it for so long. So I told her when she finally got a job, I said, hey man, I need help. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean what I mean? I said, I need help. You <laughs> you need to at least pay half of this rent or something. Like, I'm broke and I'm not living here. Like, you need to help. You just got a job. You could easily pay me three, $400 or whatever. That helps a little bit of my expenses because I'm like, I'm paying for all this stuff as it is. So why is it fair for me to have to pay for everything when you're living here and you're the one that's around all this little, all this extra stuff that I'm not even getting to enjoy. So apparently that struck her wrong. And not even a week later, I remember this like it was yesterday. My grandma's uh, mother passed away and we were at her viewing. And I haven't seen my brother in five years because due to military and stuff like that. And my brother got in a real bad accident regarding the military and stuff like that. And actually had to be, got discharged from the military because of his injury. He, he took a hard time. I mean, my, my brother got blown out of the tank. There was plenty of times that he was not even supposed to live, but did. And my brother showed me this picture saying, hey, got this new dude. First I looked at him and said, wow, she, she goes for the big boys now. I wasn't even mad at that time. And then when I saw him, you know, kissing my son, Ooh. that's where I started really getting pissed off with. And then there was another picture with her, him, and my son that even pissed me off even more. And I'm at this viewing, which I want to apologize to my nanny still to this day. Like, I shouldn't have reacted the way I did, but it was a tough thing and she understood, but it was just the wrong timing, especially, you know, with someone's funeral distracted from this nonsense. I'm not helping my grandmother that to grieve from losing her mother. That's something that made me feel selfish at the time. And my mom and I was like, Warren, just need to calm down. We'll figure it out. We'll do this and that. So after That's the viewing, whatever. To do, man, to, to calm down is, during that. But Warren, put me in that space there, man. You're at, your, you're, you're at your parents' crib. Your yeah. ex is at the house chilling. 
You can mm-hmm. only see your son when you can. Warren, when you're at your parents' spot, your head is on that pillow. What's running through your head at that time? Believe it or not, I actually was relieved at times just because I didn't have to worry about her anymore. I didn't have to worry about, you know, where she's going, if I could trust her at home by herself and stuff like that. When we officially were done, I felt like a release was done for me just because I felt like I could actually go to work again. I could feel like I could do the things that I needed to do to my main focus was get myself back on my feet and get my place, do do what I need to do, do my do my duties as a father. And that's something that people were really shocked about when I said that we were officially done because I told people we were done before this. It was just the fact that this was obviously that stepping stone to be like, all right, this is done. We will not be continuing. We're the fake love is done. I'm done with it. And we were engaged too. We're at the viewing, and my mind is just spinning, spinning. I'm not mad about this dude that she's with this dude. I'm more mad about the fact that my son is around this person. He's kissing my kid, and nothing was said to me about she. Not only is she seeing somebody, but hey, is it okay to bring my son near this guy? That's the problem I was pissed off about. And needless to say, after the viewing was done and whatever, I told my mom, I'm going to my friend's house, whatever. I mean, shout out to my best friend, Catlin. Um, he has been through this, everything with me with this from thick and thin. I basically stayed over there for the longest time. I mean, I stayed at my parents when I had Matthew, but I was obviously over there with him, hanging out with him all the time just because that was my only insanity. I mean, there's only so much you could be. You're 20, you're 22 years old back at your parents' house. That is not no one playing. <laughs> like, literally, my goal when I first graduated, I was 18, I'm out the house. Like, that was my goal. And I had that set in stone that I was moving out by. I was 18. And for me to go back at 22 years old with my mom and them, I mean, I love them to death. They didn't really give me any rules or anything. But it was like, it just felt different. It's not what I want. And I'm sure a lot of people can vouch to this. When you first move out, that's that freedom type scenario. Like, you can be your own person. You've got to provide for yourself, stuff like that. But when you've got to move back in with your parents, man, it does something to you. Thanks for tuning in to part one of Warren's story of fatherhood. Stay tuned for part two.